Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hello, Satellite Sisterhood. Thanks for downloading our podcast. Whether you're a longtime listener or new to Satellite Sisters, we always welcome your input and your enthusiasm. In fact, our theme for 2014 is Share the Sisters. So if you're so inclined, help us spread the word about Satellite Sisters. How, you may ask? Well, go ahead and write a review on iTunes or give us the thumbs up on Stitcher if that's where you download the show. We'd love to have you share a link to our show on your Facebook stream. Or how about just go to SatelliteSisters.com and pay us a visit every once in a while over there at our blog. Thank you so much for your support of Satellite Sisters. And don't forget... Share the sisters. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. We're very happy to be with you today. It is Tuesday, May 13th. My name is Leanne Dolan. I live here in Pasadena, California, and I'm with my big sister, Julie Dolan, who is in Dallas, Texas today. Hi, Jewel. Hi, Leanne. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good today. You know, it is our the anniversary of our mom's birthday. So yes. I woke up today with just a happy thought in my head, you know, not a sad thought, a happy thought. So there you go. That's How about good, you? Leanne. That was good. I I guess, yes, I was thinking very fondly of mom this morning. I really was. She always loved her birthday, um, and it's nice to think of her on her birthday. Right, and our Aunt Eleanor. She was a twin, so uh, it would have been the twins' 87th birthday. You know, here's something I just want to suggest to people. For my mom's 80th birthday, we planted a rose bush in her honor. It's Mm -hmm. at my house. It's a climbing rose. That is a good idea, people. If, <laughs> that that's an excellent idea. I have enjoyed that rose bush. It gives me happy memories every time I look at it. So, should you be wondering what to do for to celebrate someone's fiftieth or sixtieth or seventieth, doesn't matter what birthday. I suggest planting a rose a rose bush. Well, very nice. You know, our big brother Dick is having a big birthday at the end of the week, Leon. So, right. do you think we should send him a rose bush? Do you yeah. think he'd I, feel as as sweetly and as strongly about uh, about a rose bush? I I don't know if they would grow in Bend, Oregon, but maybe a pine tree. You know, that's the kind of place you plant. I don't care. Plant a tree. Plant, oh, just planting something is a nice idea. You just want to throw that out there okay. we we have a full show though uh we have a full show we have which always of... surprises us doesn't it Leah? because it's tuesday and we usually do a show over the weekend but that... lo and behold here it is tuesday and we have so much going on we were we? cutting stories we were we, we were putting stories down and then taking them out because we didn't think we were going to have enough time but we have plenty of advice for people we have um, a fantastic Martha Stewart quiz that you can take along with us. We've already taken it, and it's classic Martha. Uh, Julie has Tuesday trends. Julie, you said you have good news, bad news, and what? Just a terrible idea. Okay. A terrible idea. 
And then I have a compendium of wedding trends that I wanted to run by you, Julie. And then, of course, we have our weekly recap of Mr. Selfridge called Sister Selfridge. So um, stay tuned. You know, we have a lot going on here. You can always go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook page to find us and join in on the conversation. I want to welcome new listeners. We seem to be getting new listeners every week. Thank you for listening to Satellite Sisters. If you're trying to figure out who's who and what's what, there are five of us. I'm the youngest sister here in Pasadena, California. I still have teenage boys who will apparently never leave my house. And Julie <laughs> is an empty nester in Dallas, Texas, uh, but busy as a, a grandmother and a community volunteer. Right, Jewel? Indeed, Leanne. Yes. And you you didn't even say I was the oldest sister, which I was just waiting for you to say, which you usually do. But didn't that's, do it. But, uh, but in, in fact, I am the oldest sister. Didn't do yes. it. Um, yes. You know, but first, just a quick Mother's Day update. I, uh, we, for Mother's Day, I had my mother-in-law over and I invited mm-hmm. um, what I would call the young neighbors over. You know, I've, <laughs> I've reached that age oh, where I can refer to people as the, the young neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we that had That was the, nice of you, Liam. You just, uh, just to have your neighbors over? Right. Course. We hadn't, I mean, I don't want to, they, they've been in their house a year and we have not entertained them in our home just for a variety of reasons, mainly laziness. And so... So, uh, and I thought, well, Mother's Day, it's a nice day. I was cooking anyway for my mother-in-law. So it's a nice day if you're a mom to, to get an invitation like that. So I thought, mm-hmm. oh, this would be fun to have them over. And um, they have an adorable four-year-old girl named Scarlett. And I have often said, as the mother of two boys, that like every woman should have a four-year-old boy because they're just so cute. Yes. And they love you so much. And <laughs> they, like, they it is the best age for boys. It's the best age for. And I would just like to extend that now to include all four-year-olds because I had so much fun with Scarlett having her over. She was equally as adorable in her own way as a girl. It was just so much fun. I, I bought her a little Hello Kitty coloring pad. Oh, and she just she sat down. Remember that little table that your kids used? Mm-hmm. And then yes. we got it. Yes. We, we took that out of the basement. We scrubbed it off for her. She had her own little table. Aww. She colored the entire coloring book, Julie. And <laughs> it was hundreds. Well, that's the difference between a little girl and a little boy. I've never seen that. Yes, but isn't it? Ad- it's adorable. Yeah, four-year-olds are wonderful. They're right? wonderful. Even if you don't like children, you'll like four-year-olds. I'm, t- I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So it was very pleasant. So, uh, uh, you know, that's all I have to say. Four-year-olds are fantastic. Okay, Leon, that is that's some breaking news. We want to just pass that out there, just in case people didn't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or if they're if they're nervous about kids, they they may just want to spend time with four year olds. Go straight to the four year old, right? Okay, okay. Well, Leon, uh, you know we do have a lot of advice this week, and of course, the whole world has now seen the elevator footage of Solange doing the rope a dope with Jay Z while Beyonce was there. I don't know, protecting her dress or something like that. You saw this land. I saw it really briefly uh, as I was headed out the door to take my son uh, to school, but that she was, uh, she was ready to haul off and hit her brother-in-law. Yes, she was. She was there. uh, Fortunately, there was a, a, fortunately there was a bodyguard in the elevator with them and he broke the fight up but she was she was going at it she was going at it as she exited the elevator and here's what i have to say i have some advice for the Beyonce, Solange, uh, Jay Z family. Okay, yes. because first of all, all families get into fights. Okay, right. there's no that's there's no difference, right, Leon? I mean, and here at Satellite Sisters, we're certainly in the business of functional families. You try to emphasize the functional part rather than the dysfunctional part. Okay, so my here's my advice. Number one, 
no separate elevators. Why don't they take separate elevators? Okay. There was no reason for all of them to be crowded in that one elevator. I mean, Solange is kind of a big star, but she is no way in the same category as Beyonce and Jade Z. So it seemed, it seemed like you, the bodyguard could have gone with Beyonce and Jay Z put Solange in a separate elevator. Mm -hmm. If she's got some issues with her brother-in-law, you know, that, that would have been a simple thing to do or, even better, Leon. Separate hotels. Right. Why are they all staying at the standard <laughs> hotel? You know, Leon. When we travel, you know, uh, people always assume that the Satellite Sisters not only wanted to stay at the same hotel, but that we all wanted to share rooms with each other. And the answer to that, Leon, is no. no right? No. Okay. No way. <laughs> it's the secret to our success: no shared rooms. Yes. Or when we go on vacation together, we all rent our own houses in various areas, maybe in the same town. Right. Yes. yes. As Liz always says, vacationing together by ourselves. <laughs> so there are plenty. No, I understand. I have never been there, but I can imagine that the standard hotel is an incredibly hip place if Beyonce and uh, uh, Mr. Jay-Z are staying there. Um, but there are plenty of hip hotels in New York. So I'm sure Solange could have found a nice place to stay and then it would have avoided the whole fist fight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next piece of advice. Okay. Again, it's not uncommon that you would not get along, you know, with uh, another member of your family. And we have a rule in our family, which is the D N E do not engage, right? Right. Yes. If things are going badly or if somebody in the family says something that you do not like or you feel like they might be saying that, D-N-E, you do not engage them. You go, I mean, Solange should, Solange should have gone to the back of the elevator and turned her face around, okay? If she's mad at her brother-in-law, just D-N-E, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, don't, there, and that means D-N-E, like no response. Right. Do, right. do not respond. Right. Do not say one thing. Do not right. engage. Just she and there was plenty of room in that elevator. I've looked at the footage. She could have moved over to one side. <laughs> also, I would recommend what we have adopted in our family, which is coattail etiquette, which is if you are sleeping on your sibling's couch, uh, you can't go. Don't criticize your sibling. Right. Or, if, or if Liz invites you to some fancy schmancy event. OK, if you're going on Liz's coattails then just go with it. Now, obviously, Solange got invited to the Met Ball because of Beyonce and Jay-Z, right? So she's sort of freeloading on this big event. There's there's no hitting your brother-in-law in the elevator after the free events, right? That's a good point. That's a good point, Julie. Good. And, and, and then finally... Please... I'm laughing thinking of anyone trying to hit Liz, like anyone in the family... <laughs> No, I mean, if she... If, Liz you know, took Liz, me to the Oscars, so I, but it did not occur to me to haul off and hit her after right, the Oscars. Right. You did just, not. Would just whatever Liz wanted. Right. You are you're on, on her coattail, so just hang on and enjoy yourself. What is the matter with you, Solange? And finally, if you do feel the need to fight, fight in private. I mean, what did you think? It was an elevator. You know, that is not a private room, okay? And I know everybody's all in a tizzy because the hotel released these videotapes of, you know, the security tapes. Well, of course they did. I mean, come on. That's... uh... It was, it was Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Solange in a fist fight. Right. How good is that? Right? Okay, so that's my advice. And I hope that the family can come together, and I hope they can work it out and just 
you know, just from this day forward, try to find the, the function in their family. Very good advice, Julie. I, I agree with every piece of it. You know, we have advice for another family today, and that would be the, the, the Sterling family. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, oh my gosh. they had a bad day in the press yesterday, and I would just like to advise them to stop talking. I, <laughs> and, uh, and I am going to take a vow to stop listening. I am, yes. I have, I've done listening to anything, either Shelley Sterling or Donald Sterling or anybody related to this debacle has to say. And that includes you, Gloria Allred, who somehow is oh, representing. Is she in the mix? <laughs> yes. Okay, so yesterday afternoon, it's five o'clock, and um, on a good day at five, I find myself sort of in the kitchen alone, puttering around. Yes. And I can yes. flip Anderson Cooper on. Uh, I like to catch up with AC. Uh, he's on at five o'clock out here on the West Coast. Um, I think he does a fine job on things. And so I flipped on Anderson Cooper. I, I don't know if there was like pre-press about the, the jaw-dropping interview he did with Donald Sterling. Yes. But yes. I was caught unaware. You know, I just turned it on because that's part of my daily routine. And really, my jaw was on the floor. I mean... <laughs> That phrase is oft overused, jaw-dropping, but you just could not believe the things that were coming out of Donald Sterling's mouth. And, you know, he just kept talking and talking and Anderson didn't give him anything. Like he wasn't goading him or baiting him. He did a very fine job with the interview because you must have, I'm sure if you're sitting there, you, you even as the journalist want to say, stop talking. Right. So that's it. Those people, all of them need to mm -hmm. stop talking and all of us need to stop listening. I liked Magic Johnson's tweet yesterday, like this week, he'll talk about it. Next week, no more Sterling. I, I think we should all adopt Magic's I platform. I think, I think that's a good idea, Liam. I it think was, that's a good idea. That was nutty. And is it me or did he have some kind of facelift where they've taken the skin and just sort of tucked it up under his eyes like it's like I, a fold he has it on his skin i don't know okay right. i don't I, you know he may have had a facelift that fell down that okay. i but okay. again i you okay, know we'll he is talking. he is in his 80s so right, right. most no, of understand. on hgtv i mean i'm not i'm just saying most of us could not um withstand the glare of hgtv but uh really the whole picture was not a pretty one so <laughs> sterling's stop talking and uh Beyonce's and Solange's stop fighting. Okay. All right. Moving on to another controversial figure uh, that we love to talk about here, Martha Stewart. All right. I have enjoyed, I enjoy um, most things Martha Stewart, I have to say. Julie, I know you've never really gotten over the fact that she's a felon, and that's fine. Well, she never really said she was sorry. Although, Leanne, I have to admit, um, I'm I'm working on a baby shower for my daughter-in-law, and Martha has some excellent ideas for baby showers. <laughs> it's inc her ideas are fantastic. They really are quite good. They are quite good. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. That's the crux of it. So I get her newsletter, her e-newsletter. Um, I think because I voted for Hannah Kirshner when Hannah Kirshner, our cousin, was yes. in the running for some Martha Stewart All-American Award. So as a result of voting many, many times, I now get Martha's newsletter. I click on it every day and I enjoy it. So uh, I got one yesterday. I thought it was classic Martha because it was a Martha Stewart newsletter all about celebrating Martha. And well, it, there you have it. That's that's what Martha is, right? It was a timeline of, quote, the making of Martha. So, and there are all these photos, which she gives herself credit for, which was my 
favorite part. It was like you click on it, and it's all these old, great photos of Martha, and it says, photos provided by Martha Stewart. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's your newsletter. And then there was a quiz, okay? And even the quiz was awesome because apparently Martha has been voted by CNBC uh, as a top 25 leader, icon, and rebel. Uh, not felon, Julie. That was not in that leader, icon, <laughs> felon, and rebel. That was not in the list. They didn't have convicted felon as a category. No. no. Notice that. So yeah. we could take the quiz together. So I forwarded the newsletter to Julie. I said, mm-hmm. please take this quiz. Because yeah. first of all, the quiz was like Martha Stewart design quiz. I'll give you an example of some of the questions. Which good thing is best? Rap music, farm fresh eggs, green juice, or Zumba? <laughs> What? What? Okay. Rap music. Okay. Which cake would you make? You know, a birthday spring garden cake, darkest chocolate cake, old fashioned lemon cake, or a birthday meatloaf cake. That's the one I picked. That that one really stumped me, Leah. Now, uh, now people listening to this are able can they can take it. You can the take the quiz. Too. I'll put because the link. I know you're all dying to know whether you're a leader, an icon, or a rebel. And by take by choosing these things, you can you can really you know sort of hone in on on your inner personality there. Yes. So, but that cake question kind of stumped me. It's because we don't make cakes. I thought because that was really my answer, which is I couldn't make any of these. So. <laughs> I know, I picked the meatloaf cake by default. You it did? Was, yeah. Thing that looked revolting. Yes. No. How about who belongs in your entourage? And again, oh. it's just pictures of Martha with Snoop, Hillary Clinton, Kermit the Frog, and Lady Gaga. Like, I know, but Lynn, didn't you? But some of these questions, depending on how you answered them, didn't you feel like it would lead you one down one path or another to yes. the leader, to the icon or the rebel? Yes. For example, you know, if you choose um, Snoop as your as your entourage, you're probably going to be in the rebel category, right. don't you think? Yes. <laughs> right. As opposed to Kermit the Frog. Who's that, an icon? I, I don't I don't know, Leanne. Again, it stumped me. These are, This was a much harder test than... <laughs> Then you thought, well, this to me was the, was the hardest question. What scares you the most? Okay. What scares you the most? Here were yeah. the choices. Martha inspecting your junk drawer, dinner with Martha, and yes, your cooking, life without an in-house beekeeper, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and a messy room. <laughs> life without an in-house beekeeper. I know she was just trying to throw us off the track, but it's all about, you know, just being totally afraid of Martha Stewart, isn't it? Isn't yes. That yes. Okay. Yeah. Now there were two questions. So this is, I know we're doing a podcast, so it's hard to see this, but there was one question where you had a photograph of something and you were asked to, do you know what this tool is? And Leon, I, I mean, I feel like I have a lot of gadgets. I've been around a kitchen. I've been in a home for many, many years. I had no idea what that first thing was. Did you know what it I, was? I didn't know what it was either. And we can't find out. I no. mean, so, yeah, it's not like Martha revealed. Again, it's not a nice test because Martha's not nice, right? Yeah. She just, she didn't tell you the answer. So you can look at this. And if anyone in the Satellite Sisterhood knows what that thing is, please let me know. Okay, now the next one, there was another, a second one. It was about, it involved a piece of chicken, Liam. Uh-huh. Right. And I don't even know how to say this. And I'm afraid if I say it, I'm going to say something just horrible. But it was spatchcocked 
a chicken. Have you ever heard of that? No, I, I know that it is spatchcocked. Yes. Have you ever spatchcocked a chicken? So that was a little cheeky, that question. I have not spatchcocked, and I don't know what that means. And I didn't Google it. So again, So don't you think if you spatchcocked a chicken, you're a rebel? Don't you think you are, Leanne? Yes. <laughs> I, I, or not. I don't, I don't time, know. It could be really mundane. <laughs> By this point in the uh, in the test, I was really trying to, you know, to game the system. Okay, what do I want to be? Do I want to be a leader? Do I want to be an icon? Do I want to be a rebel? And then I love when you finish the test, you get a little like spinning wheel and it says it's calculating your answer <laughs> as if, as if there's this. This was some, there was some higher math involved in this Martha Stewart <laughs> seven question quiz. What'd you get, Julie? What did you end up getting? I, I got a leader, Leon. I was a leader. How about you? What I got you? rebel. So okay. there, so I guess it's, I guess it is a good quiz. <laughs> right. And I love the rebel uh, description, Leon, because it, it says, like Martha, nobody tells you what to do when you're a rebel. <laughs> You know she was a bad girl in prison. You know that, right? Yeah. Not even the law can hold you back. <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll put up the link. But it is. It's just fun to see Martha's quiz about Martha and then the making of Martha. I, You know, and I appreciate the fact that that does not include any scenes of her time in prison. <laughs> The making of Martha. And and then she sort of glosses over the fact that she had the divorce. It's just there are pictures of her and her family and everything mm -hmm. just, you know, ooh. And then a lot of pictures of her house being made over in Turkey Hill in Westport. It's an enjoyable newsletter. That, say what you will, Julie. Say what you will. Okay, Liam. All right. Uh, oh, I have some good uh, wedding trends. Wedding trends. Well, this um, is the time of year, Liam. There are lots of weddings coming up. Uh, so what's what's the latest in weddings? Okay. Here you go. Well, we, we have a family wedding coming up, so it's been much on my mind, and we do enjoy reading the New York Times wedding section every week, even though I rarely know anyone in the paper. I still enjoy reading it, and they've expanded that wedding section to include all kinds of things like divorce. You know, they do a whole thing now on couples who were in the I wedding know, section now it's divorce there's know, a diy section there's a lot about etiquette so you know if you're planning a wedding or planning on attending one and you want to get prepared you want to be ready for anything uh to head over to the new york times but this week i thought this was a great idea there is a new wedding trend julie to include grandma okay in the, in the wedding party Oh, so oh. young brides are inviting their grandmothers to be flower girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> or bridesmaids. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Listen, as a Nana, yeah. I'm just saying you don't want to be in that picture we're up against a 25-year-old in the little, the sleeveless, um, you know, bustier dress. You don't, you just don't want to be in that, okay? That's that's not a good role, Leanne. That's well, it was very role. sweet, though. These, these brides had said their grandmothers were very special to them, and they wanted them to have a special role. And usually grandmother or the bride, you know, just to sort of walk down the aisle and then... Which is a lovely, dignified <laughs> thing, Leanne. A lovely, dignified thing. Okay. So you don't, at Alice's wedding, you don't envision yourself being the flower girl? 
No, 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 no. That's wrong, Leanne. Really, that it, it's just, it, it even hurts my brain to think about that, you know, just... Uh, well, Old I have grandma. to say, these grandmothers appear to be having a wonderful time. I, I mean, I think it's very nice to honor your grandmother. I, 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 I love that. I love that. And, um, and you know, but she can walk down the aisle. That's a very special role. She give her her a nice. Uh, well, I don't like those corsages. I think those are pretty. Make everybody look super old. But maybe she can have a small bouquet of flowers. That would be lovely. Okay, but don't call her a flower girl. Okay, That's, what are you going to give her a basket? Yeah. Make- Oh, yeah. No, they had a great shot of not just one, but both grandmas, the bride's grandmother and the groom's grandmother, uh, walking down the aisle as the flower girls. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. I liked it. I'm all for it. Okay. I'm writing that down. Julie against Liam for. See, you are a leader. I am a rebel. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. Here's a trend. Uh, That was in the etiquette section. Mm -hmm. And and so it was a, a question like, should we do this? Um, I didn't think it was a bad idea, but you might. So, um, <laughs> okay. Okay, Leon, what is it? So it was a mother writing that uh, her daughter's bridesmaids were going to give her a wedding shower and that one of the games they proposed for those tedious wedding shower games you have to play is that everyone should address their own thank you note. And then one would get drawn out of the hat for a special prize so that everyone who came to the shower and gave the bride a gift would actually just address the thank you note to themselves. And the idea was that after the shower, this would save the bride time in sending the thank you notes. I I mean, I, I understand where they were going with this, but it's sort of like it sort of defeats the purpose of a thank you note, which is that you've stopped. You've taken the time to acknowledge this nice gift, the effort, the you know expense, whatever that someone went through to give you a gift. You you have, you know, you make just thank you notes. It's like it's a chore. Like it's it it takes some of the meaning away of a thank you note. It seems to me. Okay, that is almost word for word what the etiquette expert said. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Celine. Yes. Okay. okay. You but are you a leader, Julie. I I don't care what people say. You are a leader. Oh, what do you mean what people say? <laughs> Peggy Post, you know, daughter of Emily Post, you're right in line with her. Says that yeah. is exactly what she said. Like, you know, it, it, anything, if you invite someone to a wedding or to a party like that, and you do anything to sort of annoy them, but don't do it, you know? So yeah. that the bridesmaid's heart was in the right place, but that the mother should advise her daughter that maybe there's another game they can play. That, you know, it is a genuine thank you if you address the envelope yourself. Okay, Julie. Okay. okay. I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> so. To save time. Yeah. I'm sure you did. Well, one of the things I do when I give baby gifts yes. is I include like a little a joke thank you postcard. So, because the new mother, I don't feel like they have to write me a thank you note. So I, ha- I have a postcard to myself and I stamp it and I'll write like, dear Leon. And then I write like funny check one box like this gift is the best, blah, blah, blah. I, and, and people appreciate that, but that's for new mothers. So yes, that, that, that's a, that's a completely different category. When, when a nice healthy bride who has nothing to do, but rake in all these gifts, it's the least that she can do. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. On to our next wedding trend. Okay. And, uh, again, I'm for this one. Um, theme weddings, Julie. 
mm-hmm. that these are starting to pop up and uh, that part of the impetus for these theme weddings is that brides want to be pinned on Pinterest and reposted on Facebook. So the idea is you have to go farther afield and create these theme weddings so that people see the photos and pin them and like them and send them around. So that's one theory. But I don't care what the theory is because I would enjoy being invited to a themed wedding. And here were some of the wedding themes that they mentioned in this particular article. Uh, circus, a circus wedding oh, theme. That's, I was going to say that's, those, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I was going to say, the, I hate theme weddings in particular. Let me give you an example of a really bad idea. A circus wedding. Okay. Hate it. Okay. What else you got, Leanne? How about, how about a Beatles theme wedding? Beatles. Okay. This one, this one, please invite me to a Harry Potter themed wedding. Oh, <laughs> I, how about I, this one? I didn't even understand, and I know you're not going to like it because it combines one thing you've already said you hated with another thing, which is kind of like dirty clothes. A water for elephants wedding. Oh. So oh. it's like circus and like steampunk, right? Oh wow! Oh wow! Again, what it's doing is it's just trying to distract from what a wedding is all supposed to be about. If you want to have a circus, have a circus. You can still put it up on that on the website, okay? <laughs> but like, if you really are like committing to another person for the rest of your life, and you want your family and friends to witness this commitment, I don't really think you need to dress up like Harry Potter. You know, I really don't. <laughs> Not when you put it that way. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I just have a the- have a costume party, okay? You know. Go go crazy on Halloween. You know I don't like adults in Halloween costumes, but fine. Wear them on Halloween. But you're just not at your wedding, okay? Okay. Oh, okay. Well, again, just please, if you decided to go with medieval pageantry as your theme, <laughs> email me at leanchaoschronicles.com because okay. I, I would like to come. All right. Yeah. How about this, Julie, then? Our, my, my final theme, uh, final trend, wedding trend, is... Um, specifying what your guests should wear on the wedding invitation. Mm. Like now, if here, it's okay, go here ahead. Here are some examples they gave. Uh, one wedding was black and white mm-hmm. with a splash of yellow. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> how about, okay, how about, it's such a hard color, that yellow, you know, so many people look, okay, go ahead. Please. Okay. How about Lord of the Rings costumes? <laughs> Everybody wear a hat. Everybody wear a hat. Mm. And um, this was my favorite because this, you can you can see the photos. Just close your eyes when I say the words Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> Again, this is all about the photos, the photos that will be put up on Facebook and Pinterest. Yeah. So yes. they want people to all match the theme so that their photos look great. Yes, I can I can see that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's a big imposition on the guests to show up like in a particular color. Don't you think, Leanne? I don't know. Uh, but it I is mean- hard enough 
On the one hand, yes, but on the other hand, if they said just wear black and white, oh, okay, good. You could just wear a yeah. black dress. Like yeah. that's a relief. Sometimes yeah. the open-ended wedding, you're trying to figure out, oh, what's going to work? Is it day to night? Is it an evening wedding? Right. I, I didn't. I, I almost would rather just go. Oh, good, Lord of the Rings, great. <laughs> I think <laughs> you would not. If you got an invitation that said you had to dress up to go to a Lord of the Rings wedding, come on. Come on. Okay. Let's be clear. I I would dress up. Stop stop weddings altogether. I think we've (laughs) we've now reached the point where this is the tipping point, Leanne. Okay. The Lord of the Rings wedding, the Mickey Mouse hats, it's the tipping point. We're going over the edge. It's, uh, there's no point. There's no point in even getting married anymore. If this is what people are going to do. Okay. I mean, you have all year, you have your whole life to have costume parties, Mickey mouse parties. Didn't you have a Mickey mouse party as a child? Why do you have to do that when you're supposed to be two committed adults? Okay. That's true. Okay. What's the matter with you? No. Uh, all right. And so to, how about just a touch of a theme? And that would be uh show your tats. So that, <laughs> so you like that one? And if you don't have a tat, they'll give you a temporary tattoo. What about? Okay. 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 I know people, I know I sound like I I don't like to celebrate. I want people to celebrate, to have, you know, and you should put, have your personal style in the wedding. I understand that, but I think this has extended too far. I I just think, I think it's going crazy. You know, I really do. Uh, That's... Send, send the wedding invitations my way then. Leon at chaoschronicles.com. <laughs> yeah, it's all self, yeah, self-address your own envelopes there. <laughs> uh, well, Leon, you know, I mean, well, I, that is just so much to think about, Leon. I, I just, I, my head is exploding, but we have to move on. And, uh, and uh, it's Tuesday, so you know we do Tuesday trends. So I have, I have a, a, some good news, some bad news, and a, a, a just a terrible idea. So first, I want to start with the good news, Leanne, because this is something that I know you do, and I know I do as well, which is talking to yourself. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right? Talking yes. Wow, okay. I do a lot of that. Yes, yes. Well, here's the good news. I've done the Journal of uh, Personality and Social Psychology Big new study has come out and it says that if you talk to yourself or what they call self-talk, which I hate that term. Can I just say that? Uh, But if you talk to yourself, it can make a big difference in your mood and your behavior. How about that? Oh, I would totally believe that. Because it is better to talk to yourself than engage. It's part of the do not engage (laughs) ethos, really. Yeah. That I would rather yell at the person I'm angry at to myself than yell at the person I'm angry at to them. Yes. Okay. Okay. You can do it. It's motivational self-talk or motivational talking to yourself. I am not going to use the term self-talk again in this, in this description of this study. So, so you can do where you say, you can do it. Come on. Sometimes, Leanne, it can be instructional talking to yourself. Like, you know that when you have to give a speech, you get up there, you're going to say, all right, now I want to make eye contact. I want to uh, talk slowly. I don't want to rush it. You know, you know, you know what instructional right. self, uh, self-talk is. Oops, I said it again. Oh, anyway, but here's the thing that you, you need to know, that people who talk to themselves and use their own names, okay, that is a superior form of talking to yourself than if you just say, I can do it. I can do it. So I, what I really should be saying is 
yes, Julie, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. If you use the, you know, your own name. So Leon, when you're talking to yourself, do you use your name? No, because I don't, when I talk to myself, I'm talking to other people who aren't there. <laughs> I'm, I'm having the conversation I really want to have with my husband okay. that could end in divorce. So instead, I just have it with myself. So I use names, but it's not my name. Okay. Well, that is one. There is, they, they did cost. Is that, that. a separate category? Cause yes, it's you, not self-talk. It's just talking out loud to know talking one. out loud, or you can talk yourself down a drain. That's the other part of it that you can really like, let's say you went for an interview, you come out and you say, I really bombed that interview and I bombed it because I'm a tick, you know, you can really take yourself down. But if you're going to talk to yourself, it can, you can use it to boost your mood and to improve your behavior. So, um, what you're doing, Leanne, I don't, I don't know what that's doing. (laughs) I guess, I guess it's (laughs) crazy talk. I think it's called crazy talk. Yeah, that was not covered in this study. Okay. That, um, uh, that's, uh, that's a lot, but it seems as long as you're not acting on some of, uh, some of your talking to yourself or to whoever you're talking to, it seems like it should, it should work out. Thank you. So, okay. So that's the good news. Here's some, here's some bad news, Leon. It's about sports and parents and kids that another big study just came out and said parental support, um, from the stands can be very helpful, but, for lo- but when you're when it's involved with large amounts of money, let's say as as a parent, if you are like funding your child to take special tennis lessons or taekwondo lessons or go to a special sports camp, that can transform the support into pressure. That uh. what they're finding is that the more parents do and the more money they put down on a particular sport for their child it raises the expectations in return. So, and at the same time, the more money that the parents spend, it also weakens the child's uh, sense of ownership. In fact, they, you know, when they, they, in many cases, when they're, when we say we see children that are burned out on a particular sport, it's not that it's just, they're angry. They're angry with the situation that their parents are so involved in the sport. I would believe all those things. Yeah. I would believe that is true. Yeah. But I, on the other hand, you know, if your child has an interest in a sport, then in some ways, don't you have to spend a little money to support them? You know, sometimes you do. Yeah. It depends on what the, especially, I mean, but you can see there's probably a reason why those individual sports, which are very costly, like skating and tennis have traditionally those terrible parents versus, you know, you don't hear much about basketball parents, you know, because that's a sport where you can play anywhere up to a certain point. You don't have to hire private coaches if you don't want to, but yeah. So I, that's what I would say. Like you can, you can kind of see, you can see that translation. Yeah. yeah. Money equals pressure. I thought it was, it's bad news, but I thought it was very interesting for parents as they consider, you know, uh, being involved in their kids' sports. I don't think parents start out thinking, many do, do not start out thinking that they're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to put additional pressure on their kids. They, right. they feel like they're trying to support their kids. Right. But as the price of everything goes up, the it's just natural that their expectations go up yeah. and their involvement. So that's some bad news. Okay, so now let's finally turn to the bad idea that um, that is that's coming out. And I, I'm really worried about this, you know, because we have a new generation um, 
of, uh, you know, 20 somethings that this is the gadget generation. They have gr- always had gadgets um, and they've, they're, you know, wearable devices is now a big part of their lives. So people have those fit bands that, you know, they have in Nike, you know, sports bands, they're measuring everything. They've got their phones with them at all times. Well, now they have t- products um, that are coming out for babies. These are baby bodysuits called Mimo Babies, Leanne. And um, the purpose of these bodysuits is that they, they can measure the respiration, the skin temperature, the body position uh, of the baby. And so that these sensors, that you put this, these suits on these babies, and these sensors will send data via Bluetooth to you. So for parents who want that kind of extra layer of, of assurance, you know, about their baby and about their, you know, are they doing everything okay? They have these now. What huh. do you think? <laughs> I, I can't, uh, that seems like it would, it would mean you would be stressed out as a parent 24 hours a day, seven days a week about your baby. Because you're receiving data. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, can, I can kind of see if you had experienced a crib death or something yes. that yes. you may yeah. want that extra layer of assurance when they're in bed, but I don't, I don't know. I, that doesn't seem, it seems also you might lose touch with just some of, you know, the, the natural things you learn to like, oh, you know, hmm, he's running a little fever. He's doing this. She's doing that. You know, she seems kind of tired and lethargic. Like you might lose touch with that instinctive nature of parenting if you're constantly monitoring. Right. Although I am sure if you have a sick child or a child or have lost a child, you have a very different level of comfort. Yes. So I, I understand it and I get it. Right. I mean, I think they're marketing these not necessarily to, uh, this is broad-based marketing, Leon. So this is just for, you know, you have the home monitor, you, you know, so now get, get this bodysuit or get these smart socks that will, that will um, measure the oxygen saturation of your baby, the heart rate, et cetera. So honestly, smart socks for old people is a fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> I, I, I said, let's face it. Sometimes you think, oh gosh, are they dead? Like, I mean, really? <laughs> So, okay, Leanne, I mean, I that think is a good idea. Big. Okay, okay, perhaps they can redirect it. I yes. just felt like, you know, again, as you said, that you know, there there could be certain circumstances where you know where you do want to prov- have extra monitoring of your baby, but to like strap a baby up to a lot of gizmos, I, I don't think is natural. I don't, and I if you, if they if there's nothing medically that requires it. You know, I don't think you really want all those sensors on a baby. Yeah, I don't think as a parent it would necessarily give you greater comfort. I think it would create more stress. Right, you would have to be constantly monitoring them. So in in a in a healthy child, I don't. I'm not sure that that's the best course of action. Correct. On grandma, the bride, the (laughs) bridesmaid, though, I would. uh, (laughs) I think it's a great idea. (laughs) Okay, Leanne, get to work on it. Some nice lace ones for the wedding. Yeah, that would look good. All right. Uh, we are coming up on Sister Selfridge, but I want to put something out there. Okay. We have, we have been asked several times, as we mentioned, we will all be on the Cape uh, in mid-June, 
for mm-hmm. a family wedding. And we, our show used to be on, on a station on Cape Cod. We have a lot of listeners in the area. They wanted to know if we were going to be available for a Satellite Sisters meetup at any point. We've done them in various cities. Julie and I, you did one in Dallas. That so was really fun. fun. We've done them in Portland, Oregon. We've done them here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's kind of a freak occurrence that we're all going to be on the Cape. And um, so... We thought, sure, if it looks like several sisters will be available to be around, I cannot guarantee uh, appearances by all five sisters because people have families coming and going. But here's the thing. We're putting it out to the Satellite Sisterhood to organize it and to find a place because we don't know the area and uh, and we're going to be at a family wedding. But if you want to go for it and tell us where to show up Sunday, June 15th from 2 to 4, Go for it. So if you're a Cape Cape Cotter or if you're in the Boston area and are driving down, we will be on the Cape for a wedding. The 15th- do, we need to, do we need to say any parameters about where on the Cape or anywhere on the Cape? No, no. We need to. We're going to be in Chatham. So okay. we, we, can't, we don't want to drive a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Liam. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Just want to get that out there. Yeah. No, I know because the Cape is long and I, I have never even been to Cape Cod. So I don't know really anything about Cape Cod, uh, but we will be in Chatham. So uh, several people have raised their hand on the Facebook page over various times of the year. I can't remember who, of course. Uh, I meant to, like, write them down and stick it on a Post-it. But I am putting it out there. Uh, June 15th, if someone wants to take the lead on this and find a place, ideally it's a place that's casual, where we don't need to make a reservation, where uh, any number of people can come. You know, I'm thinking like an outdoor sort of bar or clam joint or something like that where people can just come and hang out from 2 to 4, Sunday, June 15th. Uh, I know Liz is in. She has already committed. I'm happy to be there. Other people are doing various family and travel things, but uh, I think we can, you know, maybe drum up another sister or two, but we would love to see you and we'd love someone to take ownership of this. So Minnesota did a great job when I was there. You know, Sue went out, found a place, made the arrangements. That was great. So that's what we're counting on for the Satellite Sisterhood for this. I'll put something on the Facebook page too. Good. But someone who knows the area just needs to take the bull by the horn and say, here's the perfect place and uh, and we will show up. <laughs> How does that sound? Good? That sounds good, Liam. Yeah, sounds good. All right. June 15th, that's a Sunday, 2 to 4. So even if you're in the Boston area and want to drive in or in Connecticut and want to drive up, again, I don't really know the area, so I have no idea how long it will take you to get there. <laughs> I don't, how did I never go to Cape Cod growing up? Well, you were the youngest, Liam. I know. That's it. You're left home with the babysitter. There you have it. It says in that suit. I don't even think I had a babysitter. I just had the socks, the monitoring socks. (laughs) That's right. All right. Uh, Okay. Up next this week on Sister Selfridge. When does this season end, Julie? How close are we getting to the end? I I don't know. I don't even know where we are in the course of the story. It seems longer than Downton Abbey. It does. But but it may be just our imagination. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All right. So this week on the show, last week we had um, a virtually American-free Sister Selfridge. Gary Selfridge was in Germany doing something. He did not appear. We only had a touch of Rose Selfridge. We had many lovely British people and British accents solving things in British ways. Uh, This week was the return of the Americans. (laughs) Harry came. We had actresses come. Uh, there were all kinds of the movie producers showed up, um, all of whom had, I would say, horrendous American accents. 
Exactly. How about that district attorney? I Brooklyn. Right. Oh, he was the worst, Julie. Yes. So, you know, I think we can safely say fewer Americans on the show makes for a better episode of Sister Selfridge. So while it was sort of interesting, like the movie angle, I I don't understand. We employ many British people in our television shows. Couldn't Mm -hmm. they have employed a few actual American actors? Because they all had like horrible Brooklyn accents, like everybody that showed up. I don't know. In fact, the the scenes between Mike, the movie producer, right. and Harry, the, that those that was the worst bit of acting ever. <laughs> I thought that was a new low when those two were talking to the, each other. The movie producer, it was, again, you have likened this to a high school musical sometimes, but that was the music man. Like, that guy was like... <laughs> That's what I thought. He he was he thought he had been cast in the Music Man. Uh, so, yeah, that was yeah. unbelievable. Um, but on the other side, you know, we did have Mrs. Martle, who has been Belgian waffling about her young lover. Yes. Apparently, went for it this week. We didn't yes, see it, it, the behind the scenes. I was sorry that the camera cut away, Julie. I it exceeded my expectations. Oh, like. good. But uh, but I have to say, I thought that, like, seeing the little skip in Miss Martle's step the next morning as she was walking yeah. down the uh, down the road to work, I thought that was a little lame. But couldn't they have come up with something other, you know, that was such a cliche for getting some. I mean, she obviously got some from some waffle the night before. So, um, but I just thought they could have, you know, had some, you know, next morning scene that was a little more tender, you know? Don't you think? They yeah, I, well, I think we wanted to see that. It's a storyline we're interested in. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they kind of cheated us on that. But, um, you know, maybe people can tell us why. Maybe I know we missed some hot scenes in the first <laughs> season, uh, you know, by the way, which I just went to YouTube and I watched like we we were enjoying the Victor Agnes romance. Yes, we we have also said, though, to our defense, we don't think they're ever going to make it down the aisle. It is right. a doomed engagement. But she seemed genuinely happy when she mm-hmm. can, when mm-hmm. she was engaged, Agnes, when she t- was telling people. It is perhaps because she can act. And so we could see that. <laughs> um, so uh, Beckett said, oh, my gosh, I don't understand. He's a wet noodle. You, you should have seen Vic season one. So I Googled hot Henri and, uh, <laughs> and I saw some, some Henri and Agnes scenes in season one on YouTube. So I, I did a little bit of research this week. And yes, Henri lying shirtless in bed. That is a good looking man. I think we've, I think we've yes, agreed. I, that. I mean, it's really, it's all over for Victor. I mean, it is. Know, it first is. Of all, can I just say that house arrest seemed like a pretty nice deal in the American embassy? <laughs> I mean, Henri Leclerc is just hanging out in that gorgeous mansion. He didn't seem to be under much duress. And I just, again, swift justice that in in a moment's time, they're able to assemble all the people. They find that missing woman, Valerie. She, you know, tells the story and poof, Henri is free. Isn't that nice? (laughs) It was nice. It was nice. And I... I was suspicious that Henri could not speak French because we had had already so many language issues in the show. Yes. Because when Valerie went into French and they subtitled it, for the first three or four answers, he just went, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, holy cow, he can't speak French. But yeah. then he, he spoke a few lines in French. Yes. He did a fine job in French. 
better yes, than the yeah. DA did in English. <laughs> yeah, he was really bad. But can we just go back to Harry for a second? Sure. Because is it just me or did Harry get some new toupee when he was in Berlin? <laughs> oh, I don't did even you notice. Did you notice that? No. There seemed to be some sort of wave cresting on the top of his head <laughs> in those opening scenes. I want you to go back and check that. Oh, I will. I also thought the suggestion from the Satellite Sisterhood that Lady Mary should show up in the accessories department at Selfridges was a great plot line. Fantastic. But, and you know that Lady Mary would just take Harry down, right? right? I mean, that she would not put up with him at all. So, uh, um, and I, again, what happened in Berlin? I didn't understand those flashbacks. All that seemed to be going on is some German was ripping up his suitcase, but it was so much, it was making him fall down, Harry fall down. That doesn't seem like such a crime. He didn't really seem to be tortured, Liam. So. Yeah, he did not seem to be. I, I would say he was revealed to be not a particularly good spy because he just crumbled. Like he got <laughs> home, he's like, oh, you left me there and some man looked at my passport. Yeah, I, I really yeah. understand that. I, 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 did, I didn't get that. So, um, and I found that when, because as we, it's well established that Harry cannot really act in a scene. I found that I was attracted to other things in the scene when Harry was there. So when, when the dead man walking Lord Summertime showed up, yeah. is that guy? It's like every scene, he's like a <laughs> zombie. But that cup of coffee that they poured in the store restaurant, know. you know, did, was that was magnificent? Good. Yeah, that it was. was magnificent. That really was. And even the stationery that he used to write um, the condolences letter uh, to to the members of the Selfridge family that were killed in the war, that was beautiful. I thought that it's, was actually a lovely scene. I love the way that the Fado and, this, and then yes. the fireplace came up. And I thought that was an, an excellent scene. Like that yeah. was sort of, that was the heart of the episode. I thought we have Agnes's brother missing. I know. I know. I know. They'll find so. him. Don't you think? Uh, no. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. And that I think she is going to find great comfort with, with Henri and not Victor. Yeah. So that, that wedding is, is not going to happen. I, no. and then I think, um, Kitty, they're all turning on Kitty now because of her relationship with the journalist. And I, I think I think Kitty is going to turn, um, you know, she, she's going to go nuts. I think she's going to exact some revenge. I hope so. I hope so. The, uh, there are two other people that I'd like to really see step it up. Number one, I think that the, for me, the only way Rose can redeem herself is that she has to kill Delphine. That <laughs> thing, I, I, oh, good one. It's rage, okay? Because you know that Delphine is just playing Rose. There was that scene where Rose was trying to be really snippy to Delphine, and Delphine wasn't taking it. Right. And she just said, oh, well, we have to do this for our friends. And But uh, she's, you know, she, I, I think that uh, that would be a good plot line if Rose did Delphine in in some way. Now, the other thing that I think sadly is going to happen is I think Lady May Loxley is going to be killed. I mean, oh. I, think, I think she's doing her best to redeem herself and, you know, and try to clear up the, you know, the whole scandal about the boots and to make the right decisions. Uh, but I think um, I think she's going to die. That's what I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that happy note. On that okay? note. So, um <laughs> So I, I wouldn't be that happy about that. But, you know, if Rose can take out Delphine, she is really bugging me. I would like to see her go. <laughs> what do you think about Grandma and the girls being shipped over in the middle of a war? I, I mean, 
just again, I it's. Well, Do you think I'm, it's going to be Shirley MacLaine? You think there's any chance <laughs> that's going to be the grandma? I don't think we need any more Americans in this <laughs> in this drama. That is the problem, Leon, as, we, as we've established. Fewer Americans, it goes better. Okay, so two more American girls. I don't know. I still love Gordon. I think he's a great character. I love every scene that he is in. Um, in fact, I was so intrigued with what was a Tom Collins cocktail? Because, you know, he had too many. Right, too many Tom with Collins. Abel. I looked up the recipe, Liam, because I just, uh, I was like, well, what, what's in a Tom Collins? I don't think I've had one since, one since college, right. Since, I was going to say since high school. <laughs> what is it? Is it gin? It's gin, Liam. It's gin, club soda, a little lemon, and super fine sugar, and a maraschino cherry, and maybe an orange, too. So, all right. Well, maybe next time we should drink some Tom Collins before the Americans show up. Maybe, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe okay. that is the way to go. All right. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. We welcome your emails at Sisters at SatelliteSisters.com. Look for us on the Facebook group. Join in the conversation. A lot of people have. We really enjoy your comments and your posts there. And your talk amongst yourself is excellent. Uh, let us know if you want to organize something on the Cape. That would be awesome. And mm -hmm. uh, Julie, you have any big plans for the rest of the week? Yes, Lee, and I'm off to Denver uh, to a high school graduation. Our godson is graduating. Oh, fantastic. So that is, I mean, I love high school graduations. So <laughs> you know what? So, you have been to a lot of them, haven't you? You were at my son's yes. last yes, year. I and, yeah. Yes, I enjoy them. I think it's I think it's a good time. And now that college graduations are so contentious, they can never find a, a speaker. All of that, you know, right. we won't. We'll get into that another um, episode. Oh, we should but, next uh, week. I, I, next week we had a good okay. uh, we had a debacle here at Pasadena City College with the graduation speaker. It makes the oh, Donald okay. Sterling. Well, we will do it. Yeah, it makes the Donald Sterling controversy pale in comparison. Honestly, if you actually. It's just, whoo, it's craziness here. It's a good local news story. All okay, right, well, well that'll be fun. Have a safe trip. Have a safe trip. Okay. All How right. About you? Any big plans? Uh, no, just holding down the phone. Oh, you know, Friday night uh, for locals here, I am part of Lit Fest on the Prowl. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a mouthful. It used that to be dangerous. It, it was. I'm scared, Julie. Uh, it used to be sort of an in the park literary festival in Pasadena. I've I've read a couple times at the event, but then they decided to shake it up and make it more fun. So it's basically it's about 15 different authors and uh, or so. I really have no idea how many authors. I'm just making that up. I don't know anything about this event other than when I'm supposed to show up. But we're, it starts at Roman's Bookstore next Friday night in Pasadena. Starts at Roman's bookstore with Ruth Reichel, you know, former Ooh, yes, editor-in-chief of yes. Gourmet Magazine. Loved having her on Satellite Sisters. She has a new novel out. So she kicks off Lit Fest on the Prowl. So we hang out at Romans. And then we wander down the street as a group to two or three other venues where various people will be speaking and reading and doing their thing. And I am part of a salon. A, it's a panel discussion, Julie, but they don't want to call it a panel discussion. So we've been instructed to call it a salon. Okay. And, um, with uh, Annabelle Gerwich, who is sort of a public radio darling, great essayist, mm -hmm. very funny humorist, and Cindy Chupak, who oh, was yes. the writer on Sex in the City and was on Satellite <laughs> Sisters several times. So we're going to be talking about what's funny. Uh, and that's around 630 Friday night. They can't, again, 
It's vague. It's we're on the prowl. The people well, are Leanne, wandering. You're a, you're a rebel, Leon. So you'll be able to handle it. I had to say the organizer though. My people like to know what time things start. But uh, so anyway, that's what I'll be doing. I'll put some information up uh, on my Facebook page as I get it. I think okay. they're really still putting the schedule together. But that's Friday night. So that's what I'm doing. So all right, there you have it. Uh, and then that's it. Okay. Well, have a fantastic time. Have a safe trip, Julie. You and too. Uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>